Welcome to Strip Mall Think Tank, where amateurs solve stupid problems. Here's your hosts, Jeff Cesario and Jake Johansson. Welcome to Strip Mall Think Tank. Today, folks, it's uh, my co-host, Jake Johansson, our producer, Gary Smith, and me, Jeff Cesario, just tackling problems that really probably don't deserve much energy, but we're going to solve them anyway. I think uh, it's good policy. Is that good policy? Yeah. Solve problems that don't deserve solving? Well, just keep trying, even though you know you're going to probably not achieve what you set out to do. Even Utility. if the idea is fantastic, Utility we is have really no ability to execute it, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. I got you. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, uh, guys, fire a map. I have uh, one huge one and then one smaller one. Okay. But I want to hear yours first. Well, because uh, Jake, your hair is up. I know. I, I'm not sure that I like, I'm really trying to get the exact length right. I, I can tell you, this is the problem that I've already solved, but I can, this, and this is not a paid endorsement. I am a, I've been cutting my hair with the Floby for years. That's fantastic. But it's just getting the right length in the right spot. It's constant tweaking based on how I, I, curly my hair is and how. Yeah. I think it's getting the right vacuum cleaner. Have you tried the Mila? As a matter of fact, that is the vacuum cleaner of choice at our house. Wow. <laughs> I nailed I've, it. I've got the Miele canister, which we, which that's our big vacuum. And then as I think we've discussed on the podcast before, we're both Dyson fans. So I've yeah. got the Dyson also, the stick yes. vacuum. And how big a heart attack would our parents have if we said that we have two entirely different vacuum families in our house that that cost that cost the cheaper one is four hundred dollars yeah the one that doesn't pick anything up yeah so um they would lose their minds but i don't tell them well yeah as a matter of fact that can lead me into my first problem which starts off fire away on the serious note so my so my dad passed away in December, December 12th. And uh, that caused me to go through a lot of my uh, photos and possessions and things. So this may be an ongoing theme, but one of the things that happened in my life was when I was a kid, my dad in his bedroom had these wooden shoes that he got in Holland when he was there, not during World War II. He he was in the military in the rebuilding Europe after World War II phase. They're not a Nazi's wooden shoes, is what you're saying. He didn't take them as a trophy. I think the word you're looking for is sympathizer, because I don't know if the Dutch were even <laughs> allowed Dutch. to be Nazis. Tough you know, to commit, the Dutch. With those wooden shoes. So, so he had those wooden shoes from when I was oh. a kid. And so when you're little, my dad's giant, or was giant. He is giant. He's 6'4", and he weighed, for most of my childhood, 250 when he was light and 300 plus when he was big and he could right. carry it around. He was a big dude. So yeah. his wooden shoes are big. Like he wears size 14 right. shoes. So even as a small child, when I put on his ridiculous big adult shoes, they were even more ridiculously yeah. big. And uh, then when I was in high school and I'm making this the longest, maybe not the awesome. longest version, but I'm making it a long version because sure. there's only the two of us and yeah. Gary. And, and you're afraid Gary and I have nothing. <laughs> so, well, so you're I stretching know. already. We're three minutes I, in. I know this may be all I have. So, <laughs> so when I was in high school, uh-huh. I qualified. I signed up and qualified for this trip to Europe as a high school student ambassador. So when I was fifteen, the summer the summer I turned sixteen, I went to Europe with thirty five other kids from Tennessee, which is where we lived at the time. And our first stop was the Netherlands. And so my dad had these wooden shoes. I always thought they were cool. I was a fresh, not even an adult. I was just 15 the day that I bought these. But I bought these wooden shoes. These Uh are, and this is a real incentive for people who are listening to the audio version of this. Yeah, no, uh, let me describe them. They are classically shaped. Uh, fine, I would say, wooden shoes 
Yeah, with a, is- uh, I would say a burnished, burnt-in buckle on the tops. Of well, the- it's 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 almost drawn on there with something like a like a sharpie, and I mean, this is a very really? basic design that they put on here. Oh, I was I was going a little higher class than that. For so you. so they're varnished, and I, you know, and I don't know what these would have cost me at the time, but but I can tell you that they fit me, uh-huh. if that matters. Not that you can ever wear wooden shoes anywhere to do anything because they're very awkward. I mean, yeah. How do you know if they fit? You I mean, put you on go, a pair yeah, of socks. I, I, no slivers. You uh, wear them with big, thick socks. You wear them with big, thick socks. My feet are only marginally uncomfortable. These work. How do you, I don't know how you buy so, wooden shoes. So, so when I was. 15, I went to Europe. I had to get these shoes because I thought this is what you had to do. And then, so this is the beginning of our month long trip through Europe. So I carried these in my suitcase for a month. Right. As I traveled around Europe and I brought them back and I still have them now. And I was telling my sister and my mother this story as I was remembering my father. My Uh sister said, that same thing happened to me. I went to Holland when I was a young adult and I had to get wooden shoes because dad had wooden shoes. So now we're a family of four people and we've got three pair of wooden shoes. Now, I'm sure my dad's wooden shoes have gone someplace, but I, I you know, I don't need them because I have my own pair. Right. But my question is, and my problem is, what do I do with these wooden shoes? Which obviously I'm, I'm I don't think we need to pussyfoot around about time and age on the show. I'm I'm a 63 year old man. Right. With wooden shoes that I've carried not just around Europe for a month when I was 15, but also from house to house my yeah. whole life. I've had these wooden shoes for a long time. So it's very difficult for me to say I'm done with them. I am done with them, but it's yeah. difficult for me to say that. And I wish that there was a place like like if there were some some. Unfortunate the wooden shoe museum that you could donate. Well, no, unf- I'm looking for unfortunate bonfire who can't afford wooden shoes for their, you know, like, you know, so you're looking for you're looking equipment. Yeah. You're looking for a Dutch ghetto is what you're looking for. Yeah. Where you so, could donate the shoes to a uh, to Dutch kids who really need them. Yeah. If that that would be ideal, that would be ideal. If, yeah. If I could go to some Not dang, for the Dutch Dutch, but, Dutch yeah. community center. Where yeah, there you go, you know, half of the kids are wearing bo- wooden shoes and clogging around or doing yeah. whatever they do, and the other half of the kids are just sort of crying yeah. or staring at their hands or yes. feet depressed. They're if either barefoot or shoes, yeah, they're wearing you know, comfortable shoes, but they want the wooden shoes. But you can't take them to Goodwill because they're they're going right in the trash. Like no, maybe they'll put them out, but nobody's gonna. But who who goes to the Goodwill in the United States and picks up? I've always wanted a pair of wooden shoes. It's you buy these. This is the this is what dumb tourists do when they go to Holland. So yeah, I either have to go back to the Netherlands with these wooden shoes, or yeah. I I don't know what to do with them. It's been suggested. This is one idea. It's yeah. been suggested. I'm not trying to short circuit your great advice, but but it has been suggested that I just. Put them in my yard and stick a plant in them, and then of oh. course the termites will devour them. They'll, yeah. Not, not I would say not yours, but your dad's, because they sound big enough to take on a couple of impatience or maybe a tomato plant. You could yours, turn my wooden shoes into. I, I, I a think couple yours of, are too small to to function as a planter. They could, even though you're a uh, size gifted human. You're you're six foot, aren't you? Six something. Yeah, yeah, six two. Yeah, and these are size probably around twelve wooden shoes. You could turn right. them into urinals for very tiny men. Interesting. Of yeah. all the shows, not to have Brad Williams here, we could riff <laughs> on oh dwarf urinals for another five minutes right now. My point, I would say, is this: first of all, and then I'll get to my advice. How did you and your sister pass like ships in the night, never knowing? That you had each gone to Holland and purchased wooden shoes, unbeknownst to the other. Jeff, you know what's great about you is you pay attention and you're able to get to the crystal kernel, the seed 
of exactly the point I'm trying to make here. Right. Yeah. How how could my sister not have known that I'd made the same mistake? How could I not have known that she yeah. made the same mistake? Why didn't I tell her, look, don't yeah. do this? <laughs> don't. <laughs> Even if you don't like your sister, you got to stop at some point and go, hey, whatever you do, don't fall for the old wooden shoe gag. Listen, if you feel like you've got to have a pair, I got two. I'll I'll give you one. (laughs) Right. In the truth, going Dutch, you know, there you go. Look at that. Boom. Gary, man, he (laughs) comes right off the bench. Yeah. Solid, solid double. Just right down the line. Could have stretched it, but he doesn't want to. Doesn't want to yank the tendons out, so he just yeah. stood comfortably on second base with that one. We could have gone Dutch. Oh my gosh! I just had to say it again. Yeah, it's brilliant. That's me. I don't I'm know the, what you do the with the shoes. I, I would. I, oh, here's a thought though. Yeah, that could garner you money, which is uh, vintage shops, as opposed to the old giveaway route. Right. If you've got other things, and by looking around that office, I think you have other things. Oh, I do. <laughs> I would say collect a few things, maybe some jewelry they like that, maybe some old clothes, some what they call ephemera, which is like paper stuff, old programs or napkins or things like that. Grab a few of those, stick the wooden shoes in there. You go to a vintage shop, you go, listen, I just like to get an estimate on what you think. If any of your vendors here uh, might be interested, you go to an antique, a mall or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you say, do, do you think anybody would be interested in maybe just a, you know, a, a purchase price for the whole box? Yeah. Let's see what they say. Right. Oh, do, would you have an example of a place like that? Because I, the only thing that I can, I can, I, I've never seen a place that's like, hey, we'll barter for some of your stuff. It, it always, whenever I walk into one of those, like, there's a fox swap meet down the street here from, yeah. from me or, or any of those places where it's a bunch of booths of people yeah, who've yeah. got ephemera. Uh-huh. I'm up to my tits in ephemera here. Yeah. Um, but uh, I got a lot of ephemera. Um, but anytime <laughs> yeah, I go to those too. places, that's, that's a they, good they don't, more they don't, ephemera than I have. Yeah, they don't want to see your ephemera. They're they're like, though, we're trying to get rid of our stuff. We don't want yeah, to pay for your stuff and then take that off. But and again, first of all, how much of this fucking problem do I have to solve? But secondly, here's what you do. <laughs> zero. <laughs> here's what you do. You go to like the Sherman Oaks Antique Mall. It's like it's on Ventura, uh, just east of the Ralphs, uh, just east of Havenhurst on Ventura. Uh, There's several of these malls. There's a couple of them in Santa Monica. That's closer. Probably one in Venice. They're called antique malls and they are filled with vendors who rent a booth Uh or a case. So like the the toy people and the jewelry people tend to rent cases. People with any sort of furniture or other stuff rent booths. Mm -hmm. There might be 50 vendors in in, uh, Sherman Oaks Antique Mall. And but there's somebody always run in the front counter. You can go to them. They're probably one yeah. of the people who have a booth there. And you say, would anybody be willing to drop for, you know, a few bucks on buying this? Because then somebody will look through it and they may go, nah. And then you're you're cooked and you go down to um, the beach and you've got a fire starter with the now, wooden shoes. To lighten a little bit of your load, Jeff, may I propose a suggestion that's maybe a bit of a bigger lift? If you're willing yeah. to take a touch of a road trip, take those up to Solvent, California. And Ooh, I like this. You're going to find a buyer's market because they are all about that kind of, you know, that that portion of the world. And there is a yeah. very antique, you know, uh, segment of that town. So I bet you you would find a buyer's market if you were to if you're willing to take a drive and maybe. Get some uh, Anderson's pea soup on the way back. Yeah. And listen, I'm not even looking to sell them. I just want to give them to, uh, I can burn them. So I want to give them to someone who's not going to burn them or put them in the trash. There's money here. I think we're both trying. I wouldn't doubt in Solvang, there's an actual wooden shoe exchange. Well, this wasn't even on the menu for me for today for a complaint, but just let's just put a pin in. uh, Put a pin in the shoes. Have you ever what gone a, to have you ever tried to take your 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 clothes, lightly used clothes to someplace like Buffalo Exchange or one of these I haven't, no. places? 
Oh, once it's, ages ago, I did. I think it's yeah. a brutal. It's a brutal um, assault. You could have just taken them to the goodwill and been fine, but you take them to one of these clothing exchanges places. Yeah, if they want your stuff, yeah. they're going to give you a third of what you think it's worth, and most of the things that you think are awesome, like hey, this is a plaid vintage sport coat from right. blah blah blah. It, you know, they don't even want it. To them, it's garbage. So you go in there, you get your feelings hurt. They give you $7, which further feels like an insult. And it just, to me, I can't do, I can't deal with that. I just got to take it. Here's what I learned. And it was a very tough lesson for me because you, you're largely a Midwest guy. Yeah. Gary's an Orange County guy, which is Midwest with great climate. And I'm from Wisconsin. So we're nice. We tend to be nice. Mm-hmm. And I've learned you got to go. Everything's a negotiation anywhere on the giant uh, capitalism scale, whether it's billionaire or whether it's uh, the clothes closet where you're trying to whatever it is, it's a negotiation. You got to understand they're coming at you hard and strong. They're trying to take advantage of the fact that they sense off of you. You have no guile that you've spent a good portion of your life being a nice person. And so they're going to ram it right to you. Yeah. I don't know about any of this. Uh, $4. And they've already seen three pieces they can sell for 20 to $25 Uh in your lot. So they're, they're thinking, all right, how cheap can I get this guy? Can I just bully him into the price? Because they don't know. And you have to go, nah, uh, Sam's closet down the street. Uh, you know, I take him there and the guy go, okay, take him. Well, then you take him and uh-huh. see what you get down to. What do you have to lose? Maybe the guy will up. bump up to 20 bucks. You know, it's all, everything's a power. Even, <laughs> even in the sleazy, depressing underbelly of life, it's still a power struggle, Jay. I get it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm I'm going on eBay on my phone right now. I'm just going to go. In. I'm just going to type in wooden shoes. And, we're and then, yes. And then, and then not only do you have a potential market online, because people will buy stuff online just because you're mailing it to them. They don't have to leave their home. It doesn't matter. And then the other thing is you have a nice negotiating tool. If you do go in person somewhere, because um, then you just flash <laughs> up your phone and you go, Seven dollars online. You're only offering me four for the whole lot. This is the most hilarious. First of all, there's a lot of wooden shoes available on eBay. Um, uh-huh. Second of all, this is the funniest part of the description of all of them. Pre-owned. <laughs> <laughs> there's no. There's no brand yeah. new right out of the box wooden shoes. Yeah, and it looks that would like- be a real waste of a tree. Is wooden shoes and then a box. That's that's a lot yeah. of. It, I, it just from this quick perusal of the available wooden shoes here from eBay. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that the value of these shoes is somewhere between um, 10 and $20. Uh, Look at that. And then you charge in the listing uh, like $8 for mailing. Then you figure out the cheapest way to mail them and you mail them that way. You could probably mail them for probably $3 even at their weight. Maybe five. I got to make another out. three bucks. You have a potential $18 there. You're sitting on 18 bucks and you're going to toss it in a bonfire or give it to some poor uh, Solvang kids who may need them. You really put a bright side on this, Jeff. I know. I didn't see I'm this telling coming. You, you really are a it, nice Minnesotan guy. It's a I dog mean, eat dog world out there. And I think you should get your 18 bucks. I love that. I love that piece of advice. If I'm and giving like, advice to myself right now, no, yeah. <laughs> it would be like, hey, look, the bad news is you made a mistake. The good news is you're out the cost of these shoes, no matter that that happened, right. that's over, that happened. So now we're talking about are you going to get 12 or $15 back or are you not going to get that money back? Right. And the thing is, if I... I got to, in order to get that 12 to $18, I'm going to have to learn. I'm going to have to become a seller on eBay. I'm not, are you already a seller on eBay? I'm not. My wife sells. I don't know if she 
dip to the level of wooden shoes, but I can ask her. Do you think um, do you think I could drop these by and I'm willing to split not the profit because <laughs> because let's just assume these cost me zero. I'm willing to split whatever she can get. For these shoes, 50 50, you know what, I'll offer it up to her. Yeah, put it out. I will also say that the effort to drive them over to my house and drop off wooden shoes, you could probably learn how to sell them yourself. But, but I agree. I agree. This could be an arena. Uh, This could be a revenue stream for somebody sharp. I know they're doing it already, but, but I mean, in our community of comedians who have probably gathered some really weird, dumb, but, uh, valuable things and mm-hmm. who among us in the entertainment uh community and i use that term loosely loosely because uh i think gary's the only one who's officially working <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he's he's looking when when when, I, when we're talking about 12 or 18 dollars we got to pay it to him right off the bat we're in the hole uh, yeah, to start already just on this one episode of the show yeah absolutely so now we have to sell the wooden shoes yeah, we're back. We're, our backs are against the wall, Jake. So I'll check with my wife and see if she's in the wooden shoe market. You never know. The other thing you can do, and this is something we could excel at, is uh, when you write the copy for these entries, for these sales, you can really talk them up. Like yours, I I, I would wager you or your sister probably never wore their wooden shoes. No, these are lightly used. Yeah, I would say like new. See how we just right there, what we did. You can do that consistently with every word in a listing. The time I had make them shine, make those wooden shoes shine, baby. They're going to be patent leather wooden shoes by the time we're done writing this copy. So I've had these shoes for what, what, what are we figured out here going on 50 years, 40 some years. And the time that my feet have spent inside these shoes is less than five minutes. Well, then they're new. Yeah. They're new. That's you trying them on and saying, I don't like them. I'm going well, to. Where am I going to wear them? It just look at these. Right. They're basically, you put them on and you say to whoever's there with you, look at these. And then you're done. When, yeah. What are the odds? I'm going to be appointed ambassador to the Netherlands. Low. I think mm. they're low. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll check with my wife. I like okay. it. All right. So we're going to ch- we're going to try eBay first with Jake's wooden shoes. Uh, the second you we, solution you mean, will you, be to drive them to Solvang and just kind of leave them off in a field like you would an old dog and just see what happens. <laughs> no one's no one's driving to Solvang. I mean, even at my current state of of semi retirement or whatever you call it, right. uh, of right. life of life of leisure, gentleman about town, I, I I'm not I'm not driving to Solvang for the. I mean, maybe because it's for the show. We could all head up to Solvang with in a in a. We could go up in my truck and camper, and we could sure. try, see what we could get for these shoes and eat some pea soup and make a little YouTube video out of it. Maybe then, but I'm all not. Right. I'm not getting. I'm I don't. In. I don't think we could pay for the gas to get to Solvang with what we get for these shoes. No, but it's the beauty of it. It's yeah. the shared experience. Life is a journey. <laughs> All right. So I actually think that's not a bad solution for you. You're about to either have a nervous breakdown or throw them out. And we may be able to come up with anywhere from 15 to $25 for these. This, this show, this show now is turning into a kind of a reverse antiques road show where we yeah. take stuff that we think is in fact worthless, worthless. and go to great lengths <laughs> to see if we can travel the country to see if we can find someone who will buy it. Regardless great, of what the cost of that trip yeah, is. Great and expensive lengths to yeah. get rid of them. All right. Uh, Gary, you got one? You want to dive in? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not exactly sure. I I guess to, to circle back to the beginning of the show, I, I have to say, you know, you guys were talking about the conundrums with the vacuums. And I, I just have to say, I hope that neither of you have been unfortunate enough to uh, experience any of the beauty products in the Dyson realm, because I too have the, uh, the, the Milis, uh, if that's how you pronounce it vacuum, but I have, uh, made the unfortunate mistake of getting my wife, the Dyson hairdryer. 
And there's a there's a, a a curler as well, which I haven't gotten her because the hairdryer was five hundred dollars and I have not been able to purchase anything ever since. By all accounts, it's great. She loves it. But I just do not understand a world. And I believe my father would probably beat me up if he heard that I spent five hundred dollars on something that gets your hair from wet to dry. I, I just I, I can't fathom it. It's yeah. it's it's crazy, but you did it. I mean, I, it's no, it's no peril. It's over. Is what I you mean, said. it actually it's, does it's done. Something. Yes, yes, it, it's done. It's, uh, it's just, uh, I, I, I walk by it, you know, twice a day, and I look at it, and I just think about the mistakes that I've made, and uh, I just, I, I guess I'm, I'm struggling with how to come to grips with that because uh, it's done and it's over, but uh, I, I, the amount of stress that it brings me four years after I did this every single day is just, it's something I struggle with. Yeah. Talk, you're, you're, about- Jake, you're like Duval in The Godfather. It's over. It's done. We got to move it, on. It happened. You bought, you bought this dryer. I mean, it's too late. If you were thinking about buying it, I think we all know what we would say. But uh, you own it. You gave it to your wife. It got, you got the result you wanted, right? She was, she was really grateful and impressed and kind of taken aback by how you set your own principles and sense of how the economy works aside and made this purchase. Yeah, but at what cost to my mental health? That's what I think I'm struggling with is that I don't I didn't foresee that, you know, okay, I made the purchase, the money's gone, the gift is there, the wife is happy. Yeah. But now I have to walk by it every single day and look at it and just think, you know, what what it's led you to a bad decision? Yeah. How how long ago did you buy it? I think it was probably 4 years ago or something like that and it's still going strong so she's getting so, the value out of it if you, if you start to divide the cost by the number of uh, things yeah. used then I, I guess that my my accountant father, that's how it comes into my brain. And I, I can justify it a little bit. Yeah. By, you, by, you just got to amortize right. the cost over the time of usage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This, can this you believe I didn't do well in math? But that's <laughs> what you have to do. Because there's, um, there's a lot of $60 to $90 hair dryers. I mean, I watch enough prices right to know that. That look pretty good. You know, but are they going to last four years? Right. You, and you you know, are they going to get some hair caught in them and they're going to fry up like a Spirit Airlines engine? <laughs> Do you think anyone, anyone's significant other, wife, girlfriend, ever looked at one of those $40 hair, hair dryers and thought, man, my husband really loves me? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 Talk about well, they, what your they, life was like four years ago when you thought it was a good idea to spend 500 bucks on a hair. It was pre-pandemic. Things must have been going great. You had a bright future. Just throwing money around. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I I certainly, uh, you know, I didn't know that the world was coming to a screeching halt and I would be looking down at that, worried about, uh, you know, what my spending might have looked like. But yeah, I think I think you guys are right, because you would have you would have bought five or six of those seventy five dollar hair dryers easily over that time period. So with they, no upside. Right. As Jake just pointed out, zero upside. You would have just kept funneling cheap crap hair dryers at her or she would have bought them and thought you were a cheapskate. Here you come off. You you're you're a Howard Hughes baby. Yeah, but once that thing yeah. breaks, I've got a uh, a steep bill ahead of me because uh, she's not going back. We're gonna we're gonna have yeah. To once you yeah, once you go Dyson. Yeah, you're you're Dyson. You don't Trison anything else. <laughs> yeah. Come on, everybody. I'm working over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the cost is going to go down, or maybe they'll come out with a with another a lower tier model. How complicated is your wife's hair drying process? I don't know if you're familiar with Dyson, but I don't believe their prices go down and I don't believe they introduce <laughs> cheaper versions of their products. Yeah. Well, they do though. It's not that, their business model. They do in, in a sense, because when I, when I was, when I was buying the stick vacuum over here, that cost me probably $400. I felt good about myself because there was one that cost $700. Yeah. I got that one for six fifteen. Yeah. I think the $700 uh, one, because my wife buys a, uh, all kinds of stuff online and she keeps tabs of um, it's like a schematic. You know, it's like those movies where, or, or TV shows where, where guys just walk up to thin air and start hitting it. And it suddenly turns into a giant computer screen. It, it's like, yeah. that's my wife's brain. And she uh, 
cross coordinates all these purchases so that she constantly gets these coupons and 30% off and 50% off and stuff like that. So she had like 20% off or something. And we, uh, we jammed on the Dyson for that. Do you think she could get some kind of retroactive uh, rebate coupon situation for Gary's hair? How much do you want from my wife? You guys, Jesus, she's selling shoes. I just want to know why, why are we talking to you, Jeff? Can you just please put her on? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) She's obviously the brains of this operate. I'll get my wife, you get your wife and we can go out. We're going to get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get we're, my we're wife just... with the hair dryer. You know, she'll she'll be on here. Just you know, it's not good for the audio, but she can blow dry her hair through the podcast. Oh my god! I no, that's a bad like idea because to... then Jeff and I are on the hook for two of those hair dryers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's no, not... somebody will find this podcast, and that's not nice. It. Blab it around. We don't want that. We don't want anybody blabbing around about our podcast. Uh, so, so, so yeah, I, I think Jake's initial uh, assessment is correct. Uh, having now pointed out so much of the upside, I think you just got to swallow it and yeah. just go, this was actually a great, per- you have to thank the Dyson. You have to find it in your heart when you yeah. walk past that Dyson to pet it on the grill or whatever they call the manifold air dispersal unit uh, and say, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is, you got to reframe this because you, you have this as some kind of mistake that you made when in fact, this is a, this is a double win. Not only is your wife's hair been getting dry for these four years and maybe four or eight more to come, but also, uh, as a gift, it, it was, it was not just practical, but it was impressive to her that you would spend this much money on something that you obviously knew going in was was ridiculous but you yeah. loved her so much that you made this purchase so i th- i think you're actually winning this thing yeah and take it from two guys who know how to blow hot air that that's the solution yeah absolutely I reframe think, it right I, I just got to reframe it and i got to uh i just got to get out of my own way because uh it ultimately has served me well and i probably would have spent a lot more on lesser products if i uh if i had gone a different way and, the, wow. and this was a birthday present is that right uh, yes, I believe it was. I it was birthday or Christmas, but I believe it was birthday. I, I don't think that was uh, Christmas. Winter birthday. Don't, don't get birthday. into those weeds. Don't try. To birthday is uh, June twenty sixth, and uh, how dare you test me like that? I'm just thinking. Um, there's plenty of time now. If yeah. we can't unload these shoes in Solvang, oh, there um, you go. We can get them fitted out for her birthday. I oh, can get wow. some of that spray insulation foam to go inside. We'll get them sized yeah. out just for her. Yeah, you remember, yeah. You remember that four hundred dollar, five hundred dollar uh, hair dryer, dear. Uh, well, now you've you've popped out a sun for me. It's five years later. Here's a uh, sixteen dollars worth of wood that's uncomfortable. No, you I don't show it. I'm telling you, you're talking about a kid. How 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 old's your kid right now? Four and a half. All right, I bring these wooden shoes over. He's gonna be oh. clomping around in these. Oh for, yeah, that's yeah, true. He's gonna play. Oh, yeah, he's this gonna, is the place that if you're gonna donate him. Yeah, if he's gonna, gonna throw away good hard-earned American cash. At least donate them to Gary. He, he he'll wear them for at least ten times as long as you have in your life because the novelty for him will be just off the charts. I'll tell you what I can see is the only problem with this idea uh-huh. is if he ever goes to the Netherlands, he's gonna buy a pair. Yeah, yeah, he is, and he'll probably carry him around for two months on his trip because you know he's yeah. just uh, he doesn't have the knowledge that we've shared here on this podcast. So he's gonna make he's doomed to repeat the mistakes that he does not experience. Well, you know he's not leaving anytime soon for the Netherlands. He's four and a half, mm-hmm. so I, I think the notion that the memory might fade is uh, there's a high percentage. I Unlike would bet my- that. Unlike my father or me after him, um, we know what knowledge to impart to him. Like my father could have said, yeah, you love these shoes. Don't ever buy a pair. But he didn't say that. I could have said, I love your shoes. I should have never bought a pair and said to my sister, don't do this. But your son is not going to have these problems. So here's where we break the chain is what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I I will say that. after my own trips to the Netherlands, uh, I would be much happier if my son were to buy wooden shoes than some of the things that I purchased when I was there in my early twenties. I'm just uh, going to 
But speaking of good vintage items, Gary, those you go to your nearest head shop. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you sell a Dutch bong from 1992 and you're in that city there. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's your uh, retirement. It's, and I, I, frankly, I, I think that it would, uh, it would be a situation where that wouldn't be up his alley because, you know, when I went there, things were, uh, different legally when it comes to the state that he lives in, you know, California, the oh, Netherlands, yeah. it's not so novel That's anymore. Right. You know, he, he's, uh, he's going to experience a different, different view of Europe and, and Amsterdam than, uh, I did when I was a young man. Well, but we don't know, he, you know, anything can happen in the next 10 years before he starts to travel. Yeah, this could be this entire country could be fully state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to add a I'm going to add a quick one. All right, okay, I, I, but just, I just want to say I'm I'm looking yeah. at the Dyson hair dryer now on Amazon, uh-huh. and uh, it's uh, it's only uh, four twenty nine now. That's a good price. Wow. So you're saying pick up the new one now, and you and throw it in the garage somewhere where she won't look, and then when hers breaks. In you know it's going to break eventually. Bam, well, I'm just got a new one with all the high tech gizmos on it. We didn't think the price was going to go down, but it's gone down a little bit. So maybe yeah. by the time you're ready for a new one, eight years from now, it might sure. be under four hundred bucks. Yeah, there you go. By then, though, you know, we could be drying our hair with our phones. You know, t- technology is advancing so rapidly. Yeah. I would not make. I would not. Unless it happens in the next year and a half, you're cooked. Yeah. I have to agree with you. Like right now, when you first said drying the hair with our phones, it sounded ridiculous to me. But then I thought about it for 10 seconds and I realized, no, you're right. Yeah, it's that could happen. happen. Yeah, your we're watch. Not, we're we're not far there. You're looking at the time and drying your hair. It's it's coming. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be, what, another six weeks before chat GPT can, can dry your hair? I mean, is there anything that wow. AI or can't do? Yeah. I mean, we're right on the edge. Try we don't even poorly. know. I don't know for sure that you guys are real. Well, uh, I think first of all, the the intimate knowledge of Solvang proves <laughs> that both of us have traveled. As I was, I was wondering what percentage of the audience has any idea what Solvang is and where in California a uh, a small Dutch replica yeah. exists. Well, it, it's. It's it's a small city up in central California. Yeah. And uh they it it was settled by some Dutch people and then when uh it became more Americanized and it uh industrialized and then uh all that fell apart in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and then it became a quaint Dutch town because that's their hook now. And you can go to Anderson's split pea. All you can eat split pea soup. You think you can eat them. You think you can get your money's worth, but you can't eat. I dare you to eat two big bowls of that. I could eat two big bowls, but that's it. I would, I would draw the line at two. Man, this is going to be a good trip. We're getting a camera, some level. Yeah. So we're going to take yeah. these wooden shoes up there. We don't need a camera. We just got our phones. We can shoot on our phones. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Shoot on our phones. We could. We could probably alter the uh, appearance, at least, of the wooden shoes with our phones. That's where AI comes in. We're going to sell these shoes. Anyway, uh, my only beef that's small is uh, in watching football. The uh, Speaking of eating pea soup, the uh, move that, uh, especially like running backs do this, though, you know, they could be down 21-3. They break the line for like an 11-yard gain. And they get up and they do the the feed me more spoon move to their mouth. As I've seen if, it. As oh yeah, you haven't yeah. seen guys oh, do that. Oh, oh yeah, I've, I've seen that. Big. Come He's, on, man, feed me. I'm the key to us winning this game. Is the inference? And oh, uh, not just I, I just ate up some yardage. They're they're no, saying, give no, me the ball again because I'm the man. Yeah, I'm the man. And the reason we're down 28 to five <laughs> is because you're not feeding me the rock. So I don't get that. Wow. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it even with a guy who's winning. I don't know if I, I would only like it. it if it's true. If it's true, then yes. If you're Patrick Mahomes and they have been using the wildcat formation and not even snapping the ball to you and you finally get the ball and you know, at the 18 minute mark, and you throw a 32-yard touchdown, 
Patrick Mahomes has the right to go, feed me. I'm the key to this success. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can make you feel better, Jeff, but I will I will build on your gripe with something that bothers me as well, which is oh, the only thing that, like that is worse than that is when the guy breaks the 11-yard run, he gets up, he does the feed me, which goes on for three to four seconds, and then he does the first down sign. Which, oh, yeah. Sir, the, the ref did that nine seconds ago. What, yeah. I, don't, I don't need I don't need the information from you. We're all we're all squared away. The yellow line's right there on the screen. Like, calm down. Just yeah. Do you think these guys are just all jacked up on high protein cereal and uh, uh, energy drinks? Oh yeah. Or, or worse, drugs. is that and, what's and causing this? More. Yeah. Yeah, they're. I mean, drugs. I feel like yeah. I feel like the necessity to celebrate when you do something great at work is that's no one else like. We're in show business, Jeff. You and I. I, I hate to yeah. remind As you, performers. In, yeah. In spite of what anybody thinks about this show, um, yeah. We're in show business, and when we're on stage, you get a big laugh. Maybe some people start clapping. You you don't then start feeding yourself for shaking your ass or spinning around. Like no. A, a I, in fact, Ken Jong might be the only guy who could actually pull that off because he has that. Uh, he has sort of a silly quality to his live performance where he that's part of what he kind of does is is that level of energy after even after a joke but yeah the only other guy i can think of who may have even approached that was kevin meany would once in a while no yeah, he, would he would wait till a joke cut. didn't work he would kevin meany would, would wait till a joke didn't work yeah <laughs> then he would do the finger guns shoot out or, or the i don't care i don't care yeah my jokes don't go over i don't care and he would do a whole zoom 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 ping 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 yep pow 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 and then he would key change he would actually key change he was yeah listen if you so so you're you're listening to this and you don't know who kevin mania is that enough my impression enough should be entertaining that's what i want to say but man but i'm realizing gary there is a whole language uh because there's also the defensive back Oh, who finally breaks up a pass again down 3110 and jumps up and shakes that mom finger like, no, no, no. Don't you try to come in here with that. Yeah. And it's like, dude, come on, man. He dropped the ball. You happen yeah. to be in the vicinity. Don't take credit. Also, it, it's second down. You, you haven't. Yeah, really, right. You haven't really done anything and you need to line back up and try to stop this drive because it, there's a decent chance that Mahomes is going to scramble on the next play. And then, you know, you're you're in trouble again. So with whether it's the don't do this or the lights off or, you know, right. ripping the Superman thing that a lot or of the throat cut. Yeah, or any of throat that. cut. It's like just I can we situational awareness. If it was third and nine and you stopped them with a sack and now it's fourth and eleven. Okay, sure. Celebrate a little bit. But on yeah. second and six, if you broke up a pass, there's still a decent chance they're going to convert and they're going to yeah. be down the field. So let's just understand what part of the game we're in and what, what we just accomplished. Okay, so so how do we stop this? Jake, you may be onto something. Well, I, I don't know if you can stop it, but I do know I do have an idea and this could be great for you guys and I'm willing to participate. Um have you uh, do you know about this thing where people will watch a sporting event and then they'll simultaneously on their iPads instead of listening to the audio they'll have other guys who are watching the game doing a commentary about it and it's and it's not not pirating because those other guys are not broadcasting anything but their conversation so right. you guys could be watching the game and then trash talking these guys for these celebrations or whatever you want to do the whole time That'd this be fun. It's not bad. So I like that. That's the internet version of, uh, in my my youth, my father's version of that was he would watch a Dodgers game on mute and have Vin Scully on the radio because he preferred yeah. Vin to take on the game to the broadcasters. Right. I like this though. I like a, I like the idea of a a snarky you know YouTube broadcast where we're trash talking the game and you know telling people to stop celebrating. You know. Yeah, it, it's a it's a simulcast. You go live. When yeah. the game's on and you're doing this, this is a, this is, this already exists. There's yeah. soccer fans I've done who it. do this. Yeah. I've done it as my Chet Waterhouse character. I've produced it. You did. You did indeed. And we did uh, it with uh, Adam Felber, the great Adam Felber, very funny guy. Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. And I wrote on Bill Marfois. 
And well, uh, we did Chet Waterhouse and, uh, and he would, uh, depending on the sport, he would invent a color commentator um, who always had an issue with Chet, which was not difficult to do. And uh, we did it to some success on a radio app. I can't remember the name of it. Um, crap. Um, anyway, there was a radio app out of uh, England, I believe. And we did it on there for a while. And then they screwed us out of some money. And then the whole thing went away. Well, we just got to promote it. Then we can do it on yeah. Facebook Live or YouTube Live or whatever. It would be fun to do maybe with Chet sort of attempting to call the actual action. And then like you two guys just. Uh, I could be guys. the guy who's filling like the guy who was really supposed to be the third guy got sick. And so I was just the first guy to answer the phone. But I don't really understand enough about who's playing. I mean, I know the basic idea of football, but uh, I'm going to have to. And, you know, the big game, I think we have to call it the big game, right? We're not allowed to call it the Super Bowl. Not a, no, no, but we could do it. Yeah, sure. We could do it. I will tell Why you not? something that I would be more than happy to to trash talk just to keep things timely is the upcoming Pro Bowl flag football game where the coaches are oh. Eli and Peyton Manning. What are we doing? I mean, I, I don't even get me started on the dodgeball game that happens four days earlier. But what, why, why is the Pro Bowl a flag oh. football game now where everyone's wearing all their jewelry and no pads? Yeah. It's just... There's an actual, uh, there's a cotillion on the first day of Pro Bowl week. <laughs> no, there's not. Is there? I don't think There so. might be. At this point, I, I would not argue with him. Was the dodgeball thing you mentioned real or is that that's real? That is, yeah, that's real. That is 100% oh real. It's about three or yeah. four years old, but that is one of the marquee uh, features of the Pro Bowl weekend for the last three or four years. I, I think I got to be careful when I say this, but... Uh, uh, especially since we're in the light of this show, like somebody's listening to this. So when I say this, it's tongue in cheek a little bit, but how much free time do people have? You know? Yeah. I could not yeah. agree with you more. I could well, not agree with you more, Jake. I mean, who is watching this? I mean, when, when you see the commercials for it, just the way that the graphics are, I just look at it and I go, who are they marketing this to? Oh my God. Well, this is a great idea. What about this idea? You know, the, a lot of these TVs have outward facing cameras who is watching this? If that was a button that you could push when you see something on TV, if you could just yeah. click a button and it would randomly cycle through three second videos of, of the people who are watching it while, you, yeah. while you're watching. I believe watching. that feature is probably available online. I'm sure they've got that scoped out where if you've joined a simulcast on YouTube or something, you can hit the button on your laptop, phone or device or whatever, and they can show and the hosts of the show could see you. That's that's well, it's like chat, chat roulette. Yeah. Chat roulette for people who are who are partaking yeah. in the broadcast. Now, that would be a fun thing to sit there and and simulcast and roast, you know, just the three second appearance of each person who's who's partaking in the Pro Bowl yeah. dodgeball game. I mean, I feel like you guys could really make some hay with that's that. like a Chet's chat roulette sponsored by Thailand. Nothing is illegal in Thailand. Let's go to the action. <laughs> Nothing is illegal. No. Okay. Has literally, and Gary can attest, probably a thousand of those sponsors by now. I've got so we could do it, and then we could actually do it just as ourselves, and Chet could just pop in and do. We're actually uh, doing a spitball session. At the expense of our uh, our listeners. It's okay. Well, so maybe this is going to happen. Please, if you're still listening, email us if you think this is a good idea and you'd be up for it. Yeah. So this idea of people watching people who are watching TV, this is a British TV show. They actually have this show where they've got oh, wow. people signed up to have a camera in their house to watch things. You know, they show them things and then they film their reactions to them that that is i can't remember what the name of it is but it it already there's precedent for what we're talking about as far as that goes so but if, so if can i make talk- a just slight branding suggestion we call it chet roulette brought to you by incognito you'd never believe we're plumbers yeah you'd never guess we're plumbers that's <laughs> incognito uh, <laughs> all right uh yeah let's do it and i actually in that somehow my brain opened up and i realized if you played uh, the appropriate uh, derogatory sound effect and CBS has these because they also do the prices, right? So if somebody does the spoon feed thing, but in the booth, they play. If they play that sound effect, when the guy does the spoon feeding, it will cast shame on the players 
if the guy does the finger wagon, you go, wah, 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 it will shame them I've into already not doing on my phone. Morning. What's that? I'm not hearing it's anything. Speed metal. These are just little sound effects I have on the phone. I don't know why. Why did I get this? I can't hear them. Oh, you can't hear them? No. Fail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that when we watch the game. We'll have a couple of derogatory sound effects for when they do the uh, nonverbal crap communication. Well, what's That's great about it. this conversation is I can't tell if we're kidding or not, but I'm up for it. <laughs> I think we could probably uh, swing it. And of course, that means Gary will have to figure out. <laughs> because I, yeah. Well, so they just believe me, the first time we tried it, Gary literally had to go, okay, uh, you're, you're, you don't have a strong enough signal. You're going to have to run a hard wire from right from your, you remember this, Gary? Yeah, right absolutely. from your like modem or whatever upstairs, because yeah. I had to do it upstairs so I could watch the game on the TV upstairs. It was bizarre, but we had a, we had a tremendous amount of fun. And at one point, we uh, we almost got to a point where we were able to monetize. Yeah, we were uh, we were trying to work off some Wi-Fi that was a little shaky, but we figured it out. But as far as sound effects go, I will say I've already got some ready. Oh, great. 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 That's perfect. We, all we right. might all have to be in the same place. I think that that's going to solve at least two thirds of the Wi-Fi problem. Well, yeah, that's true. We could do it now in the same place. And have that much more uh, electric chemistry as you've experienced here on today's podcast. Uh, yeah, I think now you're and now you're right about now you're right about we're just really having a meeting and we're this yeah. isn't a show anymore. <laughs> this is a production meeting. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's call it quits. That's it for this episode of a strip mall think tank. But I actually think that we have uh, come up with a couple ideas. Uh, we uh, probably have a guest next week, and. I uh, I'm waiting to hear. So I spoke to our friend, Lori Kilmartin, Kilmartin. or I texted with her and right. she's promoting something that she's doing right now. So she put me in touch with a person who is booking her schedules. Yeah. So if we can get her for Monday or Tuesday, I'll let you know. And if we can't, then I'm going to, I'm going to cycle through a couple of other ideas. I've got. Okay. And we also have Paul Reiser who I have talked to and has agreed to come on just, it's a matter of timing. So We'll figure out his schedule too. Those are just a couple. We're mar- we're we're teasing, billboarding a couple of uh, upcoming guests on our fabulous uh, strip mall think tank. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll check you guys out soon. Thanks to uh, uh, Gary Smith and the incredible Jake Johansson, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. See you.